Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cash Talk. Today, I'm talking with a special guest, um, and today we're talking about weddings, uh, one of the big events that obviously people plan for in their lives. Um, but today, I'm joined by the amazing Georgia Smith. Now, I, I know that there's a, a, there's a there's a hyphenation to that, so Georgia, you're yes. going to have to help me later on with the pronunciation <laughs> of your name, no but that's good. That's cool. But Georgia is the owner and director of Mrs. Smith's Weddings. Mrs. Smith's Weddings plans weddings in some of the most picturesque locations in the world, from Santorini, Sicily, Sydney, and beyond. Uh, if you haven't seen, jump on Instagram. They're absolutely amazing, some of the weddings she plans for. So everyone, Georgia. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So first and foremost, let's jump in. How do I pronounce the, the yeah. surname? So full name is Georgia Gravanus Smith. So Gravanus yeah. is my maiden name. And then when we got married, my husband's obviously Smith. And that's how Mrs. Smith Weddings came about. And I think that has a nicer ring than Mrs. Gravanus Smith Weddings. Uh, so, I, yeah. so let me take a stab and say you're Greek. I am. Yeah, cool. So good. You'll know the locations in the Greek islands and stuff like that most better than most people. So I love 100%. it. Um, me and we, me and my wife love the Greek island. So uh, we've been fortunate to go to Santorini. Um, oh, I've been to Mykonos. And so I'll have to reach out for some other of those lovely islands um, that look absolutely amazing. Yeah. So let's jump into it. So weddings is obviously a massive, big occasion for most people. Let's be honest. Um, for the people who do get married, it's, it's for us, it's one of the biggest financial commitments that they make probably outside of their house and stuff like that. So we'll yeah. talk a lot about like obviously the financial side of things today, but I also want to know around you know what you do and, and let's share if you, uh, share the stories of, of what you do and how you go about things. So um, firstly, Georgia, how did you become a wedding planner? Yeah, so I guess it really kind of derived from personal experience. Um, we were engaged for about three and a half years and mm -hmm. we first started looking at Sydney venues for ourselves and being Greek, if we had the wedding here, it would have been four or 500 people, which just wasn't our style. So we started mm -hmm. looking overseas and we're huge travelers in a normal mm -hmm. world when traveling is obviously allowed. Um, so we were like, okay, why don't we do Greece? Obviously, we've got a personal connection to it. We're there every year. We love this place so much. And my husband and I were just like, okay, we love Santorini. Why don't we explore there? So we spent three and a half years planning our day. And honestly, I just, I fell in love with the whole process. Like I loved communicating with the overseas vendors. I loved organizing a little bit of OCD helps for sure. And we were just like, let's, let's make this happen. So following our wedding, I just, I loved it so much that I was in a HR role following my like business degree at uni. And I was like, you know what, let's go all in. Let's quit my job and just open up Mrs. Smith weddings like six months after we got married. So that's mm -hmm. how it all came about. That, that that's absolutely amazing there's a few th lovely things about business that i'd love to talk to you maybe on another another episode about it but you know you being able to kind of change careers and jump into these things is absolutely amazing but you know i think one of the things i'm i'm hearing about and this is very common um is, is, is your passion and your love for it yeah and so um you know for people that know me they know how much i love what i do i wake up every morning buzzing to do what i do and um it's really really great to see that so um when you're working as a wedding planner, obviously you love doing that and having that experience. But why do you love doing what you're doing? Like explain to me like 
what wakes you up every morning and you're getting that buzz? Yeah, absolutely. I think just working with a huge range of clients, like no bride and groom is the same. So it's so fun in the sense that every day when I wake up, it's just all these different criterias, all these different things that I have to research and look after for every of our clients. Um, And at any one point we're juggling, you know, 30 to 40 clients at a time. So everyone has such a different mindset of like what a wedding is to them. And it's so fun to bring that vision to reality. So that's something that I love doing for, you know, each and every one of our clients. And I love how different they all are. So that's probably the biggest thing. It's re- it'd probably be really rewarding for you starting from just like an idea of what they wanted the to line to look like and be yeah. like, and then having that final day and see them and seeing them so happy. So yeah, I yeah. can, I can that, that would be absolutely amazing. So for the people that don't know what a wedding planner is and, and why I reached out to you, because I actually saw a lot of synergies between what we do as financial yeah. advisors and what, and what you do as a wedding planner. And for people that don't know what a wedding planner is or does, can you explain that to them? Yeah, for sure. So I guess where to begin, really, there's so much that a wedding planner does. Like we like to think of ourselves as like, you know, that additional bridesmaid, that sister, Mm -hmm. like we're really there for every part of the process that's to do with Mm -hmm. weddings. So Mm -hmm. we, first of all, manage the entire planning experience for our couples, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then it's everything that's really involved in that. So, you know, just like timing, scheduling, managing Mm -hmm. their communication and administration, like mm-hmm. you have to think, obviously, for a bride that's getting married, mm-hmm. they might want three, four different quotes for mm-hmm. photographers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we look after all of that for them mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, neatly summarize it to them um, just so mm-hmm. they're not overwhelmed with the mm-hmm. back and forth of how much admin really mm-hmm. goes on in the back end of wedding planning. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's really important, obviously, is budget management. So anything for a bride that they might have a vision and it's really mm-hmm. up to us to educate mm-hmm. them and just say, okay, mm-hmm. These are your inspo photos. This is kind mm-hmm. of where you're at. This is what you're thinking. This, based on mm-hmm. your guest numbers, based on your style, this mm-hmm. is probably a really good budget to stick to. And just making mm-hmm. sure we're tracking that. Um, just yeah. so they don't go out of hand, which is very easy to do in weddings when emotion is involved. You always maybe mm-hmm. want like the next best thing or that level up. And that's mm-hmm. when budget can go really mm-hmm. out of control. Um, so that's a really big part of planning as well. And then obviously just that process management and one of the most important things as well is actually execution. So the day of, you know, like some people we're working with for three months, others are three years. So that whole process and then watching how it all comes together, execution is a huge part of, you know, the end of the planning. Yeah, and I would I would have thought so. There's a few things there, obviously, in regards to the co- coordination, but I think also that time management as well too. So, like, what I'm, you know, we're living all busier, busier lives. Yeah, um, we're all extremely time poor. You know, these brides and grooms are busy, kind of saving for this wedding as well too. So they're off working full time jobs, long hours, and being able to kind of outsource to yourselves to be able to professionally manage it and and, and coordinate that. And one of the other big ones as well, too, that you mentioned was obviously around budget, which we see obviously as well, too. So we're seeing, you know, early on, you know, the people saving for that wedding um, and more commonly than not, we're seeing budgets blow out. Um, and obviously with us, we try to control those, to control those and obviously working with you as well, too, we get to control those at, a, at, at another level as well, too, um, from, yeah. a, from a micro level. Um, so because budget is really important, you know, we, especially in like a world of like Instagram and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you're looking at these weddings that, you know, sometimes I would imagine sponsorships behind those things. There's a lot of like back end stuff that people don't necessarily see or normal see, you know, they're yeah. really wanting that, you know, probably that 
you know, Kim Kardashian style wedding at, 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 a, at a budget that is simply, you know, totally out of their round. So, you know, we'll delve into that a little bit more, but it's very, very interesting because I think the other thing as well to talk about like the situation we've been in for the last 18 months or two years in this COVID scenario, it's probably thrown a lot of stress and a lot of mental pressure on a lot of these brides and a lot of these grooms who just want to get married. And obviously they've had all of these hiccups and all of that stuff. So, you know, Maybe just for me, like, how did you coordinate through that time? And, and like, because there's all that stress and, and also all of that coordination as well. Yeah, it's, it was definitely really tricky. But I think the difference between someone like us as the planner and mm. someone, you know, like a vendor is we have mm. communication with these couples daily for a lot of them. So we're there, obviously, for every part of that process to kind of help manage that. So mm. I guess, honestly, that starts with when someone receives their first contract for a vendor, which, which mm. is where my HR background actually does help mm. with this. So mm. throughout the last, you know, 18 months, we just wanted to ensure that COVID clauses were in contracts, um, postponement clauses were in contracts, so that mm. in the instance in which happened in the last two years, mm. if someone needed to postpone to another year, we can just do a, a date transfer, which yeah. makes it easier for a lot of the time than having to lose deposits, lose everything that they've paid for and start all over again because that's when I feel like people lose motivation and the mm. excitement of getting married. So you still want to mm. hold on to that as much as you can. Um, and just communicating that with them whenever we speak to them and just saying, you know, are you guys comfortable to postpone to a new date when travel does open rather mm. than cancel all plans, lose your deposits and then start fresh? And I think that took a little bit of time for people to go, do we wait any, a year? Do we wait maybe two years? Or do we mm. want to start having families and doing other things? So it was very personal to every couple. Um, yeah. But those obviously that did like date transfer are in a better financial position in that sense because they've not lost the deposits. Yeah, and that's and that's what, unfortunately what we saw with a few people that didn't yeah. have those things done. And I think this is where you're talking about, you know, we talk about it with our world about, you know, taking it to, you know, a professional level or, you know, really kind of take it. And, and this is where, you know, I see a lot of the synergies kind of coming in, you know, inserting con contract clauses around COVID and stuff like that. You know, most people didn't even think about that stuff and or even even know if they were available to them. So, you know, being able to insert those is very good. And I think having a sounding board through this time as well, too, to make sure that it's still the most, you know, one of the most special days that you can celebrate um, yeah. and having a, a, a someone there. So, yeah, thanks very much for sharing that. So let's talk about budget because obviously it's a big thing about, you know, what we do and, um, you know, helping clients, but, you know, budget that. And, you know, we commonly say that a lot of people are, when they're with us, they're trying to really push that budget, okay, as much as they can. And on the other side, they've also, if they've come to us and they've already had their wedding and I have a conversation about it, it was like it started at 50 and now it's 100, yeah, or yeah. it was 100. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for people when it comes to like budgeting for a wedding? And maybe let's elaborate a little bit more just on, on tips for that, but also where you see people maybe going wrong, yeah, and, um, yeah. And, and, and spending unnecessarily. Yeah, I think that honestly what's probably the biggest tip is just to prioritise what's important to the couple. So you don't, I think now with especially the rise of modern weddings, you don't need to go all out with absolutely every aspect of a wedding, every vendor, every feature. But I think really just getting down to saying, okay, what's more important to us as a couple? Do we value things like florals or do we value things like lighting or, you know, photo versus video, hair versus makeup? So mm -hmm. I don't think you need to go all out in every single aspect, which I think traditionally a lot of people did. But now it's just going, 
saying, okay, let's prioritize what's important to us so that the budget mm-hmm. doesn't blow out because we're mm-hmm. really valuing, you know, what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really important tip. I think a lot of people as well, like, and I think that it like does really like, kind of relate to the budget itself. Mm-hmm. They start mm-hmm. at 50 guests, but then they end up at 100 guests but then Mm. they don't think that the budget should increase. So it's kind of like really just educating them and giving them an understanding of saying, if you've doubled your guests, no, the Mm -hmm. budget doesn't double, but you do Mm -hmm. have to feed these guests, you know, like wine and dine these guests. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think just managing like the guest list especially is where you Mm -hmm. can have control of the budget. Um, And do you think the expectation as well too? So I think that there's another thing that it's like, okay, it's only going to cost me say 50 grand or it's only going to cost me 40 grand. that just expectation is so far off because they may be relating it to someone else's wedding and everyone else's wedding is different. So I think there's a portion in there in the budget yeah. around just expectation. Like we want the yeah. Kim Kardashian wedding at, you know, 10 grand. It's like set the expectation. It does happen a lot of the time. And we always say, you know, in, in the very early phases, can you send mm. us maybe some reference images, some inspo images so we can see if you do have a budget of florals of 5K, will be there to say, look, that's not realistic when there's floor to ceiling florals in all of your photos, which costs like 100K. So it's our job, I guess, in that really early phase just to educate them and just say the cost of weddings is high, which we all know, but maybe Mm. let's just wind that back, keep the inspo that you love, but then Mm. just kind of feature that. So Mm. I think that definitely is where people Mm. get stuck with their budget because they don't necessarily think, you know, a 50K budget can, Mm. you can get a 500K wedding. Mm. It just, Mm. unfortunately, as much as I wish it could, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah, and I I think like obviously when me and my wife got weddings, some of the cheaper things actually were the most things that we remember. We got married at the Royal, we got got married at the Royal Botanical Gardens in in, in Melbourne, yeah. Um, and I think that cost us to rent it out or like the place, I think like 600 bucks or like a thousand dollars to actually have it for there. So like we're talking about not a lot of money to actually have the location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. Like if you have to think about like what, I, what first thing came to my wedding was, you know, me standing on the makeshift altar that we had there in, in the Royal Panicle Gardens and it wasn't expensive. And so yeah. there's a lot of sometimes inexpensive ways to have good moments. Like don't get me wrong, wrong we had more of a traditional wedding where we had the reception centre and we're, we're both from, you know, um, European background. So we had a, a fair bit of people. But it was probably that that didn't actually cost us a lot of money, which was the one thing that I kind of, thought about and I think you know you're talking about this as well too around you know just setting expectations and then you know what do they really value the priorities out of that and then working with budgets as well which which is great we've actually got um Georgia we've actually designed a bit of a a wedding budget planner um so people people can start really start trying to go through like the flowers and stuff like that I'll probably need to collab with you to kind of refine it because it was done a few years ago, but it would be good. Yeah. So if anyone's watching this or hears this and wants it, um, just hit me up and I'll and I'll, I'll share it with you and I'll get Georgia to glance her eyes over it. Um, so off the budget now, um, this is more just generally. Mm-hmm. Maybe just some general tips for brides and grooms to be. Like just maybe, yeah, just share, share some of your wisdom in regards to this. Yeah, I think... Honestly, what's probably the most important is just finding that 
core team of who your vendors and your group is because mm -hmm. when you think about it like your photographer your videographer your hair and your makeup artist they are mm -hmm. there in your face the entire day of your wedding up until you walk down that aisle and mm -hmm. they're such an important part of what your day is so i think mm -hmm. that finding the right fit for you because it's going to be different for every single person but finding someone and that team that you really, really connect with, I think it's worth the investment just to have that core group of people that you can absolutely trust and you know that they're going to be and they're going to put you in the best possible mindset for the day. I think that's really, really important. And I think as well with back on the vendors, if you really, truly, really love someone it's probably worthwhile investing in them because if you then get someone that you don't necessarily love, but you say, I want this vendor's work, like, can you copy or can you do the same thing? You're not always going to get that result. So I think, and it doesn't need to be for every vendor, but I think at least if you love one, book them in because they're essentially what's made you excited about planning so mm -hmm. i think they're the two most important for the vendor side of things mm -hmm. and then honestly and this is something that we practiced ourselves on the wedding day and i say to all of our clients on the day of your wedding take 10 minutes just you and your partner away from the crowd away from the guests go sit down have a glass of champagne and just look around you and enjoy the moment because like the day of the wedding you were pulled in so many different directions you would have been the same with your wedding like you guys are separated and you've just kind of gone okay you go here you go here let's say hi and thank you to everyone and you forget that it's about you too and you really just need to just take that step back and go wow look at everyone that's here for us and no matter what goes wrong on the day because something always does go wrong very small but you just need to forget about that and just remember that it's about the two of you and just enjoy that that's the best advice i could give and and i it's it's funny you say this i got given that piece of advice before my wedding um, and i and it was great bit of advice because yeah. you know what? Yes, there was things that went wrong. Talking about the Royal Botanical Gardens, I yeah. think we've had like I think we were on the hottest day in probably the last decade. That day, it was just like scorching. There was winds. Great for some photography, but all of our um <laughs> all of our umbrellas at the at the ceremony all broke. Yeah, and anyway, it was just like let it go. We're here for us. But the other thing as well too, and I think in reflection you're the one who's going to watch those videos later. You're the one who's going to like remember that wedding. Like as much as people will vaguely remember it, it's yeah. you. And I think the other thing as well too, it just it happens so quickly. So Perfect. just so just cherish it because it is one of those things that, you know, is a special moment between you and your partner. So yeah, I 100% agree. And, and then the other comment around having the A-team, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think that, if it's a wedding, if it's your your wealth creation, whatever it is, surrounding yourself with people that are experts in their field, okay, yeah. and around you is going to just make that situation just so much better. And also people that you relate to and you enjoy working with, you know, if you, if you don't enjoy working with people, as much as they might be great, you can't be next to them. So yeah, oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so... These are a couple of questions that I got from a few of our clients. Um, okay. Now, I thought that it's on Cash Talk. We haven't had a wedding planner before. This is kind of a okay. left field thing. But the reason why I brought it on, I brought you on as well too, was because it's such a big event. Like I was, I was mentioning, it's just you know people plan for their houses, they plan for you know have kids, whatever the scenario is, and wedding is just a big one. And 
And traditionally, we haven't had a financial advisor and a wedding planner join forces and talk about this, but it's just so much of a big event. So in saying this, the client said this. One of them said, are people inviting less guests through COVID? Not because of restrictions, but because they decided that they don't actually need more people. Okay, that's a really good question. I think, honestly, it's a bit of a mix. There's no... Mm -hmm one answer there we found that a lot of people during these COVID times have Mm -hmm. been waiting until all of the restrictions ease so that they can have their Mm -hmm. you know 200 guests or whatever it might be that they were originally planning Mm -hmm. but then you also have to think in two years so much changes in your personal life so maybe it's rather than reducing numbers it's just kind of a reassessment of saying who do we truly want at our wedding day so maybe Mm -hmm. it's you know, deducting it by 10 or 20 people. Mm -hmm. And then I think on the other hand, a lot of people now, because they've been waiting for travel to open, Mm -hmm. they've kind of steered away from saying, let's have a 200 person wedding here in Australia Mm -hmm. and go overseas and have 40 or 50 people. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really dependent on the personal circumstances Mm -hmm. and what someone really values. So yes and no, in in a way. Yeah, Yeah, I think, I I think like from what we've seen from our clientele, the um the budget hasn't changed. The numbers yeah. may, yeah. Um, that's what we're seeing from a financial one. So it's not people going, oh that's yeah, we're gonna cut this budget in half. It's usually we're saying, yeah, we're still gonna have the wedding. The budget's gonna remain yeah. the same. So they're either so they're either which we don't go into. They're either having the same amount of guests, yeah, yeah. or or they're having less guests but on a more quality wedding. So uh, interesting that one. Um, are people opting for less traditional option venue attire to save money? Is another I question. I think rather than for saving money, I think just generally with social media and the rise of all these Insta photos, people are moving away from traditional weddings to the modernization of weddings. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's really for budget saving purposes, but definitely what a wedding looks like and the qualities of a wedding, I think in the last five years has trained, mm-hmm. has changed drastically, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, I think- So reception yeah. centers, like a reception centers like rare these days, or are they still having a lot of like reception centers or is it more like wineries, um, you know, farms, stuff like that? Are we, is that what's It's still the trend? a mix. It's still a bit of a mix. I think that Reception venues will always have a really strong place in the industry, but then definitely with these modern weddings, a lot of people are moving away from those and going to rent private estates or looking at wineries and kind of having local destination weddings as well that aren't in a traditional venue space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. All right, Uh, another question we've got is, has DIY become bigger in recent years? Do you think that more people are trying to do it by themselves or are you finding that you are in extremely high demand? I think, again, probably because of rise of social media and Insta weddings, Mm -hmm. people are really trusting the experts. So I think in a way, DIY is probably not as prominent in weddings these days that I'm a part of anyway. Mm. And I think people really value saying, okay, I know that they are the expert florist or they are the expert videographer. I don't need to get my uncle to just capture videos on our phones anymore and just trusting them. Um, And I think that's been the whole premise of weddings now, less DIY and more Mm. just saying you're the vendor, you're the expert, you do you. So this is probably a good, this is probably interesting for me. Yeah. 
people that do it DIY versus say someone who does it with a wedding planner, mm-hmm. do you think that they're actually saving money or do you reckon there's more mistakes and more stuff being done? Like obviously from a financial advisor's perspective, I know that when people do their finances DIY, there's so many things that they're losing out on and so many opportunities that it would be better for them to seek financial advice, yeah? Is that the same that you're finding with weddings as well? It is in a way. I think that we know what package or what, like, I don't know, venue people should Mm -hmm. have. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the time there's so many markups with weddings. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is just being very honest and very transparent with our clients. So Mm -hmm. if they don't need the highest package with the highest Mm -hmm. inclusions, we will tell them that. And Mm -hmm. then they end up saving a lot of the time the cost of having a planner plus Mm -hmm. more. So Mm -hmm. I think when you really kind of have a same, similar with you, that Mm -hmm. expert advice and opinions, Mm -hmm. you do end up saving in that way anyway. Yeah, I I, I agree. And it's actually for for the listeners and viewers on here, there's actually a bit of like neurological science behind this as well too, Georgia as well. So when emotion is driving up, which in a wedding is huge, logic kind of goes the other way yeah so you got to think about it when you're there going i want to get this reception center or i want to have this beautiful and the person on the other end is selling you the extra package or the extra package it's your emotion that they're playing on so your logic is actually dropping um so it's very very likely that you're making a poor decision for yourself because emotions are driving high so um there's actually some science around this saying that it's for the people who can take that emotion away and just go with logical decisions um, which is an advisor that A team we're talking about. You usually have better outcomes as well too. Um, so you've talked about this, and I think the answer is simply just going to be yes. The rise of Instagram, yeah, it's literally. I look at. I remember when my wife was looking, and we were looking at getting weddings. It's just like wedding, 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 and all of these amazing things. And so, from the rise of Instagram, have you seen weddings obviously blow out in regards to budgets and stuff like that, and expectations from individuals? I think so. There's so many aspirational images out there that mm. people, and I did the same thing when we got married. Mm. You just, you say them and you go, this is amazing. I want mm. a version of this for ourselves. Mm. But I think that does create a little bit of that Instagram versus reality complex mm. because it's mm. not always going to be that photo mm. because mm. there's so much in the back end that people don't see behind a really pretty photo. So mm. I think yeah, with, with Instagram and all of that, it definitely changes people's expectations and mm. just saying we really want that extravagant wedding, but mm. maybe it's not viable. And the other thing as well, too, is probably for people to acknowledge that there's a lot of sponsorship and a lot of stuff that goes in the background of some of these um, celebrities or these uh, influencers. Um, And and you'd see it, obviously, more than me. We see it on another side of of our business. But, um, yeah, I think that's the other thing as well, too, just to understand that, you know, that, I don't know, Givenchy thing that they've got or that, you know, YSL thing that they've got that may be potentially sponsored when you're looking at certain wedding dresses and certain venues as well. There's usually sponsorships that are coming in there. And, you know, we I think we talked about, you know, flowers and stuff like that and floral stuff and in regards to expectations and budgets around that, it could even be down to, to flowers and stuff like that, I would imagine, Georgia as well, too, just like... Um, you know, these couple of hundred grand worth of, flo- yeah. of you know, flowers that are in these venues, 
most of these stuff, not most of them, but a lot of them would be sponsored as well too for these celebrities as well too, I would imagine. Yeah, I think for celebrities, there's a lot of endorsements that goes on with weddings and a lot mm. of the time it's mainly like attire. So mm. if someone has like a beautiful gown that's 30K, mm. 40K of custom detailed beautiful gown they're getting that complimentary and a lot of the time they're not keeping the dress either they're returning at the end of the day so there's so much that i guess goes in like that is involved in an instagram wedding or Mm. an influencer or a celebrity wedding that a lot of people don't see Mm. yeah and that's 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 for me i I like that disconnect between that real world and that instagram world that we talk about it's just it's so much like this sell 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 and it's this incidental sell that people don't realize so just out of curiosity for me. Yes. And listeners will probably want to know this one as well. What's the most expensive wedding you've ever planned for? So I can't say too much, but the figure is definitely north of 300000 Australian dollars. Wow. Wow. Pretty extravagant wedding, I would imagine. Absolutely. We're not missing any element. Everything is definitely prestige, luxe, high end in every aspect of every vendor, every style moment, and just everything that's going to be involved from start to finish. So if there's any any spare invitations, um, just Mm -hmm. slip them my way. I'm more than happy to come meet my wife. The invitations are ready at the moment, so I will send one your way right now. (laughs) Thank you. Love it. Love it. So, Georgia... That's it from me. I think it's been really, really great to understand, you know, the weddings, the understanding about the weddings, the expectations, you know, how a wedding planner can really help in this scenario, work with budgets and stuff like that, work with taking the stress away as well too. I think it's a really, really big thing that we've got um, for a lot of our clients, even for our clients' children as well too. Um, it's a, it's a, a really big thing. So, you know, for people that um, want to follow Georgia, jump onto Instagram, uh, Miss smith weddings and you can type that in and and you'll find her pretty much straight away um if you needed to know anything more reach out to me more than uh, happy to get you that wedding budget planner as well to point you in the right direction but georgia once again thank you very much for jumping on cash talk um and really appreciate you being here thank you for having me it was so fun chatting with you thanks georgia thank you